This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, November 27th, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. The shelf life of many foods will get shorter with the FDA's plan to, as it says, phase out the use of trans fats in the United States. Balin Linekin is the executive director of Keep Food Legal. He says the FDA's assertion that there are, quote, no safe levels of consumption of trans fats has broad implications for a lot of what we eat. Uh, essentially, the FDA is uh, proposing to ban artificial trans fats, which are uh, fats uh, made with partially hydrogenated vegetable oil. And uh, trans fats have been around since uh, since animals have been around. Uh, ruminant animals like cows produce them naturally, and so they're in dairy products and, and in meat. And we consume them, you know, people who eat those products eat them on a regular basis. Um, the artificial variety the FDA is uh, proposing to phase out because they claim that they're somehow particularly nefarious fats. Um, I'm obviously, you know, I'm not a uh, scientist. I'm a lawyer. Um, I think there are lots of good foods that people like to eat uh, that have them, and obviously the the choice should be there. Uh, one issue uh, with respect to trans fats is that they don't break down as quickly as other fats do. So uh, monounsaturated fats break down fairly quickly. That, that kind of oil will go rancid more quickly than something that was, that was made with right. trans fats. What difference does that make? Well, it's a shelf life question. Um, obviously, if you have you know, frosting or baked goods or things like that that are sold in a store shelf, um, it's better for your food when you buy it not to be rancid. So it can extend the shelf life, which can decrease the cost not only for the producer but for the consumer. Um, so that's you know one example of why that works, uh, trans fats. And uh, you know, people of uh, companies have latched onto it for that reason. Trans fats a long time ago were introduced as an alternative to heavily saturated animal fats. Right. When did that occur and what changed? Uh, I don't know exactly the year when it uh, was introduced, but they became uh, more popular in the late 80s, early 1990s. Uh, there were advocacy groups, particularly the Center for Science and the Public Interest, which is a group that favors a lot of food regulations that I'm personally opposed to, um, and I think your listeners you know, are probably opposed to as well. Um, so CSPI advocated for a switch from cooking, say, McDonald's french fries in beef tallow to cooking it in what they referred to as a much less harmful substance, trans fats. Um, and companies did that you know, over the course of a few years when you're pressured by consumer groups to make changes and uh, you know, the food you're serving is demonized, you tend to change. Uh, well, as, not as soon as, but certainly shortly thereafter, uh, groups like, for example, the Center for Science and the Public Interest sued companies like McDonald's and Kentucky Fried Chicken that were using trans fats because CSPI and others had suddenly changed their tune that trans fats were particularly nefarious, you know, never mind that they had urged companies to change. Perhaps to their credit, maybe to their uh, detriment, a lot of companies have also listened to CSPI this time around, and a lot of fast food chains have switched away from trans fats. Where, right. I mean, where, do we, where do we typically see them at this point? Uh, they're in things like uh, baked goods, some baked goods and frostings, uh, that, uh, you know, the non-dairy coffee creamer that you buy um, has, uh, tends to have trans fats, things like that. I mean, it's cake frosting, stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I guess fried chicken, things like that can have, uh, you know, sort of Crisco or other oils. I, I don't mean to besmirch Crisco. I don't know if it actually contains trans fats. But um, yeah, those sorts of things, um, sort of 
admittedly lower end, but obviously they're still in the sort of natural, uh, you know, when you eat a filet mignon, it has trans fats in it. How does the FDA unilaterally just decide, we're going to phase out this product that is used in all these different different uh, items that are readily available? Well, uh, they do so by claiming that, uh, you know, trans fats, that there's no safe level of consumption. The FDA uh, has engaged in, in a process known as rulemaking, uh, which is sort of a dorky regulatory term for when an agency like the FDA or the USDA or, frankly, most federal agencies decide to uh, introduce a new rule. They propose it. They offer a, a comment period to the public. The, the one for this uh, particular trans fat ban uh, goes through, I think, January 7th, so the public can comment uh, on it. But basically, they're considering banning this under their authority to ban things, uh, purported authority, I should say, uh, to ban foods that they claim have no sort of safe level um, of consumption. And the last time they did something like this, I guess, was uh, about a year ago, um, two years ago, when they banned Four Loco, which was a caffeinated beer, and they claimed that there was no safe level of caffeine in an alcohol, added caffeine in an alcohol beverage. Just out of curiosity, how do we get from Four Loco to, say, a rum and coke? Well, there's no added caffeine per se. The, the um, r- sort of hair-splitting distinction that the FDA makes is that uh, you cannot add caffeine directly as a, a, a unique and individual substance to any alcohol beverage anymore under the FDA's guidance. However, you can add coffee. Um, you can add something like Coca-Cola, which itself contains Coke or contains caffeine, rather. Um, and that is their distinction. And that's why uh, their ban, the FDA's ban, you know, ensnared something like four beverage makers. And, you know, you still can get uh, beer that has coffee flavoring. Uh, so with respect to trans fats, if there's no safe level of consumption of these hydrogenated oils... What safe level of consumption is there for, you know, heavily saturated, you know, high, highly saturated fats? That's something obviously the FDA isn't going to address because that opens up a whole other uh, can of worms. Um, I expect that, for example, some animal rights groups might look at this uh, regulation and say, if there's no safe level of uh, of trans fats that one can consume, and you know, beef contains trans fats, then shouldn't the FDA act to ban beef? I think that's a stretch, but knowing what the FDA has done with Four Loco and, frankly, their plans uh, regarding caffeine, which is also the agency tried to ban in the 1980s and is looking at again, um, you know, it's not that much of a stretch to think they might do something. And if you're an animal rights activist, I would think that you would like trans fats, if only because it allows you to keep at room temperature vegetable oil in which animal products are not used. Right. And that's the, um, you know, the baby in the bathwater thing. I guess if they're throwing out the, uh, the vegetable-based oil uh, baby, then you know, they may uh, use that foot in the door to throw out the, the meat uh, bathwater. Balin Linekin is executive director of Keep Food Legal. You can read more about FDA regulation and your right to eat what you want at our website, cato.org.